Hey, and welcome back to the show. Talk back line with Bob and John. And ladies and gentlemen, our next guest, uh, several guests we have here on Tiger Talk Tuesday, and our uh, normal uh, people that we have uh, out of Memphis, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome uh, Evan Duvall. Evan, uh, welcome to the show. And, Good morning, Bob and Josh. And also out of uh, Los Angeles by way of Memphis, Tennessee. And both of these guys are contributing to TalkbackLineNetwork.org and a lot of other things they do. And let's welcome Justice Bolden. Justice, welcome to the show. Hey, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Good morning, yeah. Bob and Josh. Good morning. Yes, yes, indeed. And also, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, uh, next guest coming up, he is the head basketball coach now at South uh, West uh, Tennessee, Southwest Tennessee Community College, former Memphis Tiger, ladies and gentlemen, Cedric Henderson. Cedric, welcome hey. to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Coach Henderson, definitely appreciate you coming on the show uh, this morning and uh, definitely looking forward to uh, getting your thoughts on some things. You know, first thing I want to ask you, man, how does it uh, feel, you know, because I know everybody talks about the whole um, – Penny Hardaway uh, dynamic at Memphis and everything, but we also have another former Tiger in the city that's coaching at, at a local university here in yourself. How does it feel uh, coming in and uh, coaching at, at Southwest? Um, you know, your first um, head coaching experience at the college level. How's that been so far? Uh, it's, been, it's been real good. Uh, kind of eye-opener because, you know, all we think is basketball, but it's way more to it. You know, so it's been a life experience, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. Awesome, awesome. All right, and I'll let the guys ask you a question. Justice, go ahead, man. Well, first off, Coach, congratulations on, on being named head coach, but I wanted to ask you about a couple of things. Uh, right now your your team is number one in, in the conference in points allowed per, per game at 68 per game and also number one in the opponent's field goal percentage. You hold up to 39% a game. How are you guys uh, doing that defensively, uh, really making it on teams, uh, making it tough on teams to play against you um, on offense? Well, my biggest concept, my theory, I, I know as a player myself, I was known as a defensive guy. So my theory on that is try to make it hard as you can for the other opponent to win. And when I preach that, the guys are buying into it, and they're loving it. And the biggest thing we do we always say defense win championships. And if you want to be in games where you probably put a little less talent than the team in front of you, you just say, well, let's make it hard for them. And I come up with a lot of different teams that I've learned over the past. Mike Vitello was one of my biggest influences as far as defense. When I got to the league, we all know the czar. He was a real defense-oriented type guy. So I kind of took some concepts from him. Installed him in to our system, and guys respond very well. Now, for those who don't know a lot about your roster, about some players that uh, we should look out for and uh, that some standouts on your team. It's been a blessing to be here. This year, he's had playing basketball. Uh, uh, Coach, you're going uh, in and out on us. I'm yeah, sorry. Going in and out on us just a little bit there. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's, that's better. Okay. Um, he's had a great freshman campaign. He's probably one of the best scorers in the league. And then we have Daniel Brown, who's been playing really well for the 
Uh, we have a big guy in Jurgen Lazar. Well, I think he played at the D1 level. Uh, just got to get a little laziness out of him. But other than that, he plays hard, and uh, he does very well. I mean, we have a lot of group, a good group of guys who is bought into team concept. It took a while because, you know, at the JUCO level, all they believe is numbers. Now they realize that if you play a team concept, you can get your numbers and win basketball games too. So I think the guys, as far as this group, you know, having the year they haven't, uh, it's been real fun. All right, Coach, uh, this is Evan, man. Appreciate you coming on with us this morning, man. You you mentioned the guys in JUCO, they want to look at numbers a lot, and they're now grasping a team concept. It looks like they're grasping it pretty well. You guys won, I believe, six out of your last seven. Uh, what has been the difference in getting this turnaround? Uh, you guys have won six out of your last seven. You're, you're rolling going into postseason play. I know you said y'all starting postseason play soon. So what has changed for this team, man, and, and what has started this winning streak? His thing was uh, just adjusting to the mindset of some of the guys. I had to figure out um, rotations a little bit better. Like I said, this is my first year, too. And, uh, you know, it's always not always about the team. It's about the coaches learning his players. And uh, once I kind of made the adjustment to, to move people around a little bit and make it better for the team, uh, I think that concept helped a whole lot. Uh, I slid in uh, Malik Anderson, who was coming off the bench at the year, into the starting lineup. Uh, because he keeps he keeps our floor spread, and that was a big change for us. And then I had my other playmaker, who was starting Xavier Brown, come off the bench, and Christian Jones. So they're they're the energy guys. So I kind of, you know, it's, it's always about chemistry on the floor, um, having the best group you can have on the floor, and then and, and making that adjustment that, that helped us a whole lot down the stretch. And then they start believing. Um, that helped me a whole lot. When you get guys who believe in what you're doing, um, it, it becomes fun. You know. Uh, they helped a whole lot. Okay. Uh, well, I want to give you an opportunity to sell your program. If if you have uh, just any local or, or national recruits listening right now, you guys selling to for them to come to your Southwest Tennessee men's basketball program? Well, my biggest pitch is um, come play for a guy who's played in the NBA, played, has a lot of experience with the game. And my style of play is, it's a little different because I feel like you should learn all styles. I feel like you should have all concepts. Um, I try to play strictly a man-to-man defense, which actually gives a athlete a chance to show his athleticism. Uh, I don't play a lot of zone. I mean, I will, but I don't. Um, and the best thing is just the knowledge of the game that I think I can give a kid at this level who probably had the opportunity to play at a D2 school but can come here and probably get an opportunity to play at a D1 school by just getting the more exposure. Uh, Southwest does a great job at uh, playing some tough competition, uh, playing against some of the best junior colleges around. Uh, so it gives you an opportunity to get a bigger platform. And, and once they get a chance to come see what we're doing over here academically and on the basketball floor, I think they'll be appreciative of what can happen. Um, I think a lot of people frown upon Juco College, or junior college, because they feel like, well, we're losing a year or whatever. But it's just no different as going to a, a D2 school and playing one year and losing all the eligibility or going to a prep school where you, you probably won't get no better than what you were anyway. So at least you'll get the experience playing against high-level guys. So the program is there to get you to move forward. And I always use the guys like Ben Wallace, Latrell Sprewell, guys who came through the junior, junior college ranks who end up going to the professional ranks who have those dreams to go professional. that it, everybody's journey is different. So I think, I think junior college is not a bad look. I think it's great for guys who, who still 
are trying to pursue basketball who sometimes probably get overlooked uh, because of some of the bigger names. So it's a chance to get you a chance, second, like a second chance for some of the guys who, uh, who will enjoy it. Definitely, definitely. Coach, we're talking with Coach Cedric Henderson, head basketball coach at the Southwest Tennessee Community College, the Salukis, down at uh, Verde Sales Gymnasium, named after the legendary coach down there uh, as well. So what's it like, um, you know, you, you talk about the dynamic. I kind of hit on that um, with my first question. You have two, you know, Memphis Tiger connections, basically, uh, in yourself and then Penny Hardaway coaching at the University of Memphis. How is that like for yourself uh, to see that going on in the city, man, and have such a local connection with two of the bigger um, universities in the same city? Uh, Coach Anderson. I think we might have lost Coach Henderson. Hopefully we can see if we can get him back there. Uh, but I'm going to bring the guys back in here until we can get um, Coach Henderson back on the line there. Uh, but, um, guys, what do you think about uh, the things Coach Henderson's saying, uh, Evan Justice, whoever wants to take it for a minute? Well, I think that what you get is a guy who's done it on all levels. Uh, he's played high B1 college basketball at the University of Memphis. He's played – he was an NBA vet. And uh, he, he's coached high school ball, with a lot of people don't realize. He coached at Trashman last year, and now he's doing it on the division uh, on the on JUCO level. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure he has aspirations against the Division one level. So you have a guy who's done it all or seen it all, and, and that's a big get for Southwest, who's had a lot of good basketball teams in the past. So they made a great hire, and I'm pretty sure he'll keep that tradition up there at Southwest. Yeah, uh, a, a couple things jump out, jump out at me. Uh, number one, I talked about the defense. Uh, anytime you see a team that's uh, playing the type of defense Southwest is, that comes from the coach. So I, I think having played for Finch and uh, Mike Rotello and some of those other guys that uh, uh, Coach said has played for over the years have helped them. The other thing that jumps out at me is just looking at both Penny and uh, Cedric Henderson started their programs with their sons on the team. Uh, to me, that lets you know they're bringing back that Memphis philosophy. You look up and down the uh, Southwest roster, most of the players are from Memphis. And uh, I think that when you look at uh, Penny Hardaway's roster over time, it's going to be the same thing. The interesting thing about it is uh, when Sid talked about the junior JUCOs and how they may get overlooked, I think uh, many have done that with the Tigers as well because uh, when the season started, it was all about bringing in the freshmen. But as we see uh, with the Tigers, it's about the junior college guys along with Jeremiah Martin who are really helping this team win games. So uh, it's just interesting to hear Coach come in and talk about the value of junior college. I think uh, a lot of times people sleep on it. Absolutely. And- now we got uh, Coach Henderson back with us, <laughs> I believe. And, uh, Coach, thank you. Uh, glad you're coming back on with us, sir. Yeah, so I apologize about that, guys. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Did you did you get to my question about uh, the dynamic between you and Penny? And kind of Justice just kind of hit on it as well, uh, being the head coaches of, you know, the two major colleges in the city, two of the major colleges in the city, and having the local ties that you both have. Kind of talk about that dynamic, you know, how it goes to just relating to the city and recruiting and, and things of that nature. Well, the, the biggest thing is, you know, hopefully uh, we can we can build a relationship where, you know, I'm kind of like his farm league. You know, I have guys that I can groom that probably can't qualify right away, and he needs to place them somewhere or something. And, uh, you know, back like Bernie Sells and Larry Fish days, you know, we had a lot of Southwest guys on. But back then, Shelby State guys on my roster, Michael Wilson, uh, Gerald Horn, uh, 
Michael Simmons. So we had guys uh, kind of coming from that same feeder league. So hopefully being these two guys, being where we're from Memphis, and we get the support and we can get the local talent, the opportunity that they probably want to get somewhere else. Because, you know, we'll still we'll recruit Memphis a little harder. And uh, I think people... I think we'll be able to get those kids and those talents to keep them here in Memphis. Definitely, definitely. And I want to ask you before I get back to the guys on this. How's it? What is it like getting to coach your son, Cedric Henderson Jr., in college at this level? Talk about that dynamic. Uh, it's, it's, it's really been fun. You know, uh, it, it was kind of like a little nerve-wracking. I told him, I said, you know, I'm, I didn't pressure him to come because I was like, you know, maybe you need to go to prep school because I was kind of one of those guys who thought, you know, prep school might be a better chance, but then he was like, "No, I'm coming to play for you because I trust you." So, uh, when he got down there, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect with him. You know, I didn't know if he was going to be able to handle the uh, the competition at that level because you know he's kind of a skinny kid. But man, he has shown me he's grown. Um, it's been very, very exciting watching him grow as a player and then as a young man. Uh, I never really had a chance to coach him like on this type of stage. You know, I always kind of helped him train a little bit. And, uh, do things like that behind the scene and let him coach, go you know, play somewhere else. But it's been a real, real great journey with him. Uh, I am very, so very proud of this young man who's kind of, kind of shy and quiet, who just kind of just came out and emerged. I mean, uh, I started looking at his numbers the other day because, you know, it's the end of the year. We're getting ready for postseason. I just said, mm-hmm. man, these numbers can't be right. Like, where's this guy coming from? He's shooting <laughs> like 50% from the field, like 40 from the three. Uh, he, I mean, the last five. Against each close triple. Coach going in and out on this a little bit. Man, I think he might have might have lost him again. But uh, hopefully we can get Coach back on uh, once again here in a minute, man. But uh, Justice, I know you um, were listening to what he had to say there. I was really hoping to get to ask him. Hopefully we get him back again about the the dynamic with the JUCOs. And the University of Memphis, uh, Justice. Well, well, I think Coach touched on an important point. Uh, there was a time when Shelby State was a feeder into the University of Memphis. Of course, uh, Verdi Sales haven't had experience been been on being on uh, uh, Coach's Fit staff and also being a Melrose guy. I think that helped. Uh, even even extending past Finch into the Calipari days, a lot of people won't remember John Grice. Uh, he was a shooter out of Central who ended up playing for the Tigers. And, and uh, I can remember when, when he took the Tigers into Louisville and they pulled out a win. Uh, so to, to me, it, it's about a couple of different things. Uh, when you look at Cedric Henderson Jr., uh, he came up in, through the Memphis High School rigors. And yep. even though he was playing at Briarcrest, uh, his, his value is, is jumping up in, in the Juco range. So I think it's it, what, what Coach is doing is a good job, but also the feeder, uh, the potential that he could get guys down there Instead of uh, say them going to a prep school or leaving town, they could come come to Southwest, develop, and then maybe uh, possibly have an opportunity to go to Memphis. But not only that, some of the other area colleges and then colleges throughout the country. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Evan, any thoughts on that, man? Uh, no, I just heard how you mentioned guys like the Trust Rail came up through the JUCO rankings. Man, there's so many great players who came out of junior college. I mean comes to mind is the way Bob Huggins ran his Cincinnati program. Kenyon yep. Martin, those guys, uh, they came through the J.C. ranking. So, as he said, man, he's hoping him and Penny can develop a relationship as he kind of groom the players before they get to the University of Memphis. Essentially, Bob Huggins had connections with JUCO colleges all through America. 
And uh, Kevin Sampson did it uh, with his Houston teams, man. He had guys coming through the Juco rankings as, as recent as last year and the year before, and they were making NCAA tournaments. So it's definitely you, you're in the day where you want your five stars and one and done, but it's definitely something to say about getting guys through the Juco ranks who can come in with a little bit of college experience, body already built for college basketball. That can help a college basketball program get to the top just as quick. And, and I think, Bob, or Josh, just to add to that, we talk about JUCOs. You look at the, the Memphis Tigers who were playing Wichita State. Uh, they were led by Mitchell High star Jeremiah Martin in that game. He goes out and gets 37. That's right. But without those dunks late from uh, Rainier Thornton, who finished with 17 points, 8 boards, and then 14 uh, and 6 rebounds that they got from uh, Kareem Bruton, including one of the biggest rebounds in the game, the Tigers don't win that game. And so when you look up and down the roster right now, obviously it's going to change. They're going to be bringing in five-star James Wiseman, uh, four-star uh, Malcolm Dandridge, and also five-star D.J. Jeffries. But there may always be opportunities for a Juco guy if he can really go, especially if he's coming out of a program like Southwest, because we know that they're going to get that good coaching uh, from a guy like Cedric Henderson. And matter of fact, Justice, if you can get that question you want to ask, because Coach Henderson is back on with us again. Uh, he is blaming T-Mobile, which I understand completely. I got um, T-Mobile. I get it. No question, Coach. Glad to have you back with us. Thank you. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask, Coach, and this is Justice, we were talking about the Memphis Tigers and the impact that junior college players were having on them. What, what do you look at this season with guys like Kareem Bruton, uh, Rainier Thornton, uh, Keevan Davenport? How are they helping Penny uh, right the ship as they, they've won five out of six? Well, the biggest the biggest thing is I have seasoned players. You have seasoned guys. Uh, I mean, if you look around, um, the biggest thing in training is college basketball is having veterans along with season uh, with freshmen. Uh, you see a lot of good teams doing it. Either they have a grad transfer or a junior college guy on their roster uh, because he knows he's been in those moments. He's used to those type of games. Uh, Chick, I mean not Chick Price, but Tubby Smith was. He was the king of that. If you go back and look at his roster when he had at Texas Tech, he had recruited a lot of in-season guys. If, uh, if you go back to even the Bob Huggins days when he was at Cincinnati, they'll go give one or two McDonald's All-Americans. And then Nick Van Exel, uh, all those guys, they were junior college guys. Uh, Corey Blunt, those guys. So I think the mixture of having those junior college guys on that team uh, helped Penny out a whole lot because they're, they're used to the banging. They have the weight. They have the season. They know how to play. They've been in those situations where a freshman uh, can get caught up in the moment. Sometimes it can be overwhelming overwhelming for them when they get in those situations. And having those guys in these last stretch of ball games, if you look at how you change the starting lineup, he put a lot of more veteran guys on the floor. And, and, and it's, it has been one of his greatest coaches moved this year. Definitely, definitely. All right, Coach, uh, this is Evan again. Man. Pop off the college ranks real quick, man. I know that you're a former NBA veteran yourself. And uh, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, has come out and proposed uh, a bill where the high school kids can now, they're attempting to go from high school straight to the NBA pros. Just from your experience, if you have any advice for the young guys in the upcoming classes who might be available to do that, what advice would you give them from transitioning maybe from high school to the NBA? Is it their dieting? Is it their work ethic? Is it just a travel? What advice would you give some of these young future McDonald's All-American athletes that, that could be able to make that jump into the NBA from high school? It, it's being self-disciplined. Uh, one thing about the NBA, you got to have that willpower, the discipline to control all your free time. Uh, you know, being a young man, you're getting blessed with all this stuff. And, 
and, and you get a little free time, but we, we tend to kind of, uh, you know, not not concentrate as hard. And, uh, going to the NBA is not as easy, you know, and I, I keep telling the guys, you know, you come in and you, now you're playing against a guy who's playing for a purpose, you know, he's trying to feed his family or whatever may reason, you know, be. Uh, now is a different type of effort going to be out there. And then the travel hurts. Uh, they got to get used to that. And then they got to get used to just the, 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 the long journey of an 82-game season. You know, um, that's why we used to call the rookie wall. You know, guys will play 30, 40 games, and then by that 40 field or 46 game, you'll say, what's wrong with him? Why is he good? Because he's just mentally tired because it's a long journey uh, throughout that season. So for, as far as a young man coming to Tudor, you know, it's rare where you can see a high school guy uh, do as well as they get. Um, my advice to them is just go in there, keep their head strong, and, keep, and stay focused, and just work as hard as they can. And then listen to the veteran guys who are in front of them, and uh, take some good advice from them guys. That's that's about the best way you can do it because it's it's a long journey in the NBA, and it's tough, and it's faster, it's bigger, it's stronger, and uh, and you're not the biggest fish in the pond no more. So you got to learn how to swim with those big sharks and big whales out there. All right, coach and man question well is really for you to give the city some information man i know i talked to you yesterday you said y'all just wrapped up regular season play and you're starting up postseason play so give us your locations where your where your postseason conference tournament is man and and what day would you guys be tipping off uh march 1st through the 5th cleveland cleveland state cleveland tennessee up at cleveland state uh community college that's where the the, the tournament be hosted at so it'll be First Friday and Saturday, we, we actually get a bye. Uh, we'll play our first game on Sunday night. Uh, and hopefully we'll be playing to the March 5th to the championship game. So that's our goal. Is hopefully people check us out. you also going to watch us on NCAA TV. Uh, you can go on that website and, and, and stroll down and, and go to Southwest. We'll probably be uh, uh, live streaming it there. So hopefully we'll get some supporters out there to watch us and check us out. All right, all right. That is Cedric Henderson, the Memphis Tiger legend and the head coach at Southwest Tennessee Community College for the Salukis. Y'all be sure and support what they got going on. Great basketball team, great program, great coach. And, Coach, we definitely appreciate you for coming on. Uh, Talk back live with Bob and Josh on this Mm -hmm. uh, Tiger Talk Tuesday edition. Yes. Thank you all for having me, man. I appreciate it. I enjoyed all of it. Sorry about my uh, T-Mobile phone. We'll get we'll we'll we're gonna contact T-Mobile. Make sure we get this connection better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no sir. problem, man. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. All right, thank y'all. All, All right. right, have a good week. And also, uh, thanks to Evan Devald and Justice Bolden. Uh, yes, sir. You guys for joining us today as well, guys. We appreciate it, guys. Well, no, it's always a pleasure, and uh, you know, Evan, man, he he's the plug, man. He, he's locked in with a lot of the. Uh, area coaches not only in memphis but throughout the country so mm-hmm. definitely, uh, definitely. when it comes to uh <laughs> being able to bring guys on and get information in he, he's one of the best in the business yes sir appreciate it e. 